1: One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. It hasn't happened at
0: Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. All right, Red Sox fans. This is, of course, Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio, brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price, because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Check out, get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and entering that promo code Celtics uh, to save you 50 bucks on your, on your brand new uh, Casper mattress. Um, great show. The three of us are here lined up for you. got something to talk about, um, but before we get to the good stuff of this week, um, last week... You might have noticed we didn't have a show. Um, there were, at least one didn't get posted. Those two lovely but, uh, bodies on the other side of the uh, computer here recorded a show, and technology didn't allow us to save it. So we had a great guest on, and the show went smoothly as far as I was told. I was not there, and the, again, there was no recording, so I couldn't listen to it. But Jess, can you just can you can you two just summarize what happened last week for everybody who's listening?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to. To fill in with that, uh, my recording program did not work for some reason, yet I didn't know until the show was over, so we had Bob Halloran from uh, Channel 5 WCVB, the sports reporter and anchor, great guest, I uh, interned with him a couple of years ago, and and uh, we had a great time, he's a very personal guy, and because this happened, we're definitely going to have him on in a couple months, because he wants to come back, and we want to have him actually on, where we can actually hear the show, so I just wanted to recap a little bit about what we talked about on the show, it was a great show, we have been... We have been putting some things on Twitter of, of what he said, but for everyone who hasn't checked that out, um, just to recap what he said, uh, in terms of the pitching rotation, he said he has no questions about the, the bullpen, which is going to benefit the starters because of that, because the bullpen is, is going to be so good and lock up basically six through nine, yeah. so the starters aren't going to have to go deep into the game if they don't do as well. So he sees a bounce back here from Rick Porcello. Um and he just assumes that Clay Buckles will get hurt again, which I'm sure, Jared, you love that, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, shocker. Whoop-de-doo. He's gonna be hurt again. Uh. <laughs> I didn't
2: like to hear that, but I, I, I mean, I'm sure. he you can't be shocked by that. I'm sure Bob's not the only person who, who thinks that Clay's gonna get hurt again, because.
0: I think Clay thinks he's
2: gonna get hurt again. Well, he's so, he's prepared. so timid. He's like, oh, I, uh, my health's gonna be the most important thing. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Clay. Right. So that was Bob's thought about the, the, uh, pitching. Um we talked a lot about Pablo Sandoval and, I wish we had, <laughs> had this on record because he really, <laughs> Lauren can back me up on this, he, he just laid into the media, he said that the media is supposed to be unbiased and he said fans who cares, but the media took it way too far with, with the fat jokes for Sandoval and they were actually like, the media was Just talking about how he was fat, which is just totally over the line. He said you can you can be larger and still be effective. He talked about Kirby Puckett, Tony Gwynn, Fernando Valenzuela, all of which were large guys who were very good players. So he was not buying the whole Pablo fat thing. He thought it was just totally out of hand, and he just he just couldn't couldn't just disagree with how everyone dealt with the situation. More, Lauren, do you want to add a little on that from what he said? I just
1: thought that was great, and I just like I said. I I wish we had it on record because after he went on this just epic rant about the media and how, like you said, Jeff, they took it too far. He's like, how was that for an answer? And it was
0: <laughs>
1: so good. And it's, it's funny to see it from someone who's in the media's perspective and how unbiased he is compared to what we've been reading and so much negativity around Panda and his weight, obviously. And just to kind of see it brought full circle by somebody who covers this daily and it's like, this is ridiculous. Like he's not here to be a thin supermodel. He's here to play baseball.
2: Yeah, exactly. Bob said he gets to camp three days early and he still gets, he still gets bashed in for it. And he, the guy just can't win in in terms of that. So it was good. It was, it was good hearing a different take from someone like Lawrence who actually is involved with this stuff and, and uh, just, I mean, if you, even if you go on his Twitter at BobWCVB, he had a big chat with many people, like responding to people's comments and, and, and arguing with people about how disrespectful everyone was during it. So it's a very, very, uh, very important topic to him and, and it was great. So make sure you check out his Twitter for that because he's not afraid to give his opinion, which is what I like, <laughs> what I like about him so much. He's great at that. So we'll definitely have him on again. Um, he said, I asked him why this team would be different than the last two years. And he said that the uh, it's going to be different because of the pitching, because the offense shouldn't have as much pressure to score so many runs, which has been the problem the last couple of years. And he also said that he believes John Farrell's a good manager, despite all of his critics from prior seasons. So he did vouch for Farrell and say that he's, he's a good manager. So I thought that was definitely interesting.
0: That comment I might disagree with. But <laughs> other than that, he's bright on most of it. Um, <laughs> no, I figured- but yeah, no... It, it sounded like you guys had a good show last week. That well, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't record. Yeah,
2: it was great. He uh, he's looking out for Xander Bogarts and Mookie Betts. He He said said Bogarts does not need to be a home run hitter. He said most home run hitters don't hit their home run stride until they're about 28, which is true. Because if you look at most guys' careers, usually like 28 to 32 is when they hit their most home runs. Oh yeah, He's only 23. So he's not worried about Bogarts' home runs and looking forward to his season. And he also said Betts did so well last year and the outfield was so good and covered so much ground that he's looking forward to how Betts will perform again and thinks he's going to be really good, which I'm sure a lot of people think.
0: I think with Bogarts... He's just a pure hitter. I think he has that ability. So I think you you I and mean, then he's right. You don't really want to worry about his homers because I think you want to worry about him using the whole field again like he did last year. He was so comfortable hitting to both sides of the field and he, it screams pure hitter, which is amazing for me and I love it. Right.
2: And what he said and what me and Lauren agree with him on is that he gets all the base hits and all the hits, and he said that he shouldn't need to hit home runs because we have Betts and Sandvall and Ramirez and Ortiz and
0: possibly. Especially Pedroia. with him hitting third, especially with him hitting third, right? Like which it looks like he's going to, you then have Ortiz, Hanley, and Pablo behind him.
2: They should be the oh, home right. run hitters. He doesn't need to be. The they home should run be
0: hitter. the guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He just needs to get on base. Yeah, or maybe like if there's some guys on, get some RBIs mm-hmm. if Pedroya and. Um, Mookie can get on, right. then you can have him get a base hit and get some runs that way, too. Like He doesn't need to be a power guy. You're right.
2: Yeah. So that was that was good to hear. And then finally, we just asked for his predictions. He said that he thinks they'll be able to get between 88 and 91 wins, which should be good enough to win the AL East. And he didn't necessarily say how far they go in the playoffs, but he said that he thinks they're going to be a tough out in the postseason. And he also said that he does not. He said that there could be a concern that Ortiz retirement party could be a distraction for the team, but he doesn't think it's going to be one. Yes, I, I don't think it's going
0: to be one either. I, mean, I don't think it will I be. I completely it really.
2: agree. It's going to be focused on winning, not that.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, that it sounds like it was a good show. I'm glad we kind of got the quick recap. Um, there were some topics I know you guys had touched on last week that obviously people wouldn't get to hear our thoughts on. So I kind of want to start with those, and then we can kind of work our way to new stuff from this week. Um, the biggest thing to me um, for you for us guys is the whole John Henry situation with him coming out and finally not really having a filter in terms of actually talking and it felt like he was really talking. It didn't feel like he was talking and then letting Larry Lucchino talk. And this is me going to my happy dance because it really shows how much Larry Lucchino was a problem for this team. When Larry Lucchino was in charge, And you wouldn't have heard John Henry come out and say the Sox overly relied on numbers. They didn't do that too. We all knew that was the case. We knew that they relied too much on the numbers and too much on the analytics of baseball rather than just baseball. But we know now that it wasn't completely on the owners; it was completely on Luciano.
2: Yeah, well, definitely what we what we said last week was that it just at this point it just seems really anticlimactic to say this because, like you said, Jared, we already knew this, and now at this point it's just like admitting, like, oh, we screwed up. Like we probably should have resigned Lester because really that thirty. Thirty-year-old thing really didn't matter that much, so it's like a little too late on that. Although I did see this week though that that Price said that Lester was excited that Price went to Boston and he was totally behind it and totally cool with it. I feel that's.
1: I feel like Lester is just like such a down-to-earth kind of guy that he really is genuinely happy for Price. Like he's not just saying that. Like he doesn't have a reputation for being like one of those pompous players where she's like, "Yeah, whatever. Like I deserve that money," but. I feel like he is genuinely happy for Price, and I'm, I'm glad like, that they came out, Henry came out and said that um, he was fully accountable for this and that they overly relied on the numbers. And just like we talked about last week, it's, yeah, we know you did, and it's, just, it's nice to finally hear it.
0: So I also think that for that situation, it's kind of cool because Lester knows what it's like to pitch here. So he's almost happy for a buddy. Like, oh, you get to go pitch to Boston. I, I I know how awesome that is. You're gonna kill it. Like, it's kind of it sounds like that to me too.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that that he's not bitter about it. I mean, Lester's a pretty stand up guy, but yeah, the whole admitting a it thing. It's like I'm glad he did and everything, but it's also like a little bit late now everything's already happened you've already blown a lot of stuff because of this it is nice it is nice to hear but kind of, kind of late there
0: <laughs> yeah I know definitely is but I, I think that it's still nice that he said it because he could have went forever and not said it you know like and then what if he didn't say it we've all been like what the hell right. like you really aren't going to say it like and then we, he'd be known for that like yeah it's late but it's better than him not saying it at all Yeah, for me anyway I, no I
2: agree it's better late than never I'm glad to, I'm glad he at least addressed it
0: don't get me wrong, I don't like the ownership. I don't like them. But, like, it's good they said it.
1: Yes, yeah, sure. no, it's definitely good that they said it, but it doesn't change anything.
0: No, not. it would have changed, like, five years ago if they said it, but they didn't say it. So, um, But I think that's crazy for me. And then one other story um, that I really want to touch on, because it really is funny. Um, the fact that Alan Craig is still a thing to me um, is ridiculous. Um, he's probably, what, the highest paid? He's got to be the highest paid AAA player. You just assume so. Like he's making millions of dollars to play in AAA.
2: Yeah, it's weird with him. It, what we kind of said last week is: first of all, we forgot he was on the team until Sean McAdam wrote this article about, about how he's still on the
0: team. <laughs> I honestly did forget too. Honestly, I really did. I'm right there with you.
2: Yeah, it's like what he's on the team because we, we have like we have Hanley Ramirez playing first, and then we're thinking about backups for him, like Brock Holt and Travis Shaw. No one, no one even he's not even on anyone's radar, even though normally you'd be like, Oh, the guy who was one of the best hitters in the league three years ago. Obviously he should be the backup or or the starter for Hanley. It's just not the case anymore. But now I mean now that he is there, I mean he's gonna he's gonna have to prove himself during spring training and to even think about getting a spot and it's just crazy how far how fast he's fallen off and He just, I don't know if he doesn't care, because he always says the right thing. He's like, oh, I'll work hard. I'll work hard in AAA. Yeah, it's tough, but I'm going to make my way back. I feel better. And then nothing really seems to change. I just, like, I kind of question his drive.
0: Part of me thinks it's him lying about the injury. I I don't think he's 100%. I don't think he's ever going to go back. I think that foot is more of a concern than he makes it out to be. He claims he's 100% okay. He claims he's fine. But he hasn't been fine since he got hurt. Like, he was an all-star before this. And if you if you were a previous all-star and you come back and eventually are 100%, you don't drop off like this. You went from an all-star to AAA.
1: Yeah, and it's in McAdams' article I was reading. It's He said, it's hard to believe that only three years ago, Craig was an all-star with the pennant-winning St. Louis Cardinals and one of the most feared hitters in the National League. And that was only three years ago. It's really not that long ago. And just to see how much something can change and with it being injury-related, it's like, wow, like. One injury can ruin so much.
2: It's like he's not even the same person. Yeah,
0: it's like they <laughs> took like, like his body, but like his his head and his foot are not the same. Like, like it's ridiculous, and I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to turn around. Um, I just don't. I know Jared Carabas thinks otherwise. <laughs> I know he's a big fan of Alan Craig, and I'm not kidding about that either. Um, I think he, but other than him, I think no one on this planet thinks that Alan Craig is going to be something again in this league.
2: Well, I mean, he has to prove it obviously and he said the same thing last year he was like oh yeah I'm a, I'm, I'm feeling better I'll be good this season and he was he hit like 120 <laughs> <laughs> yeah clearly,
0: and he's that not. was mind you 120 was in like triple A <laughs> and if you're hitting 120 in triple A what does that translate to up here in the show like 0.2 <laughs> 0.02 yeah
1: he's,
2: gonna, he's gonna need, like, he's gonna need to like 385 this spring if he's gonna have any chance of anything
1: and he's only 31, he's not that old, it just, it sucks to see such, who was once a really good player just dwindle to, to a minor league, uh, yeah, somebody we don't even remember who's on the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. and I just think that, I, it is, and it's depressing, because when they got him, I was like, oh, okay, it's not a terrible deal for Lackey, like, Alan Craig's pretty good, I know he's hurt, but he'll, he'll, he's gonna get healthy, and we all assumed when he got healthy, he'd be fine, and we'd get, be getting what he was and is an all-star. Because when he got traded here, we all knew he was hurt. Like, he wasn't 100%, so we're like, okay, but we know he can play. It just never happened.
2: Even if It makes the
0: lackey look even worse.
2: Oh, definitely. Even if he hit, like, 260 with, like, 15 home runs and 65 RBI, that would be great. And consistently (laughs)
0: played first base. Like, he was a good first baseman. It's not that. It's just the hitting. It's not back, and it's just like, oh. Because it wouldn't be an issue. We wouldn't have Hanley, probably. Like, if he was a consistent first baseman, he would have been up here this whole time, and there wouldn't have been a spot for Hanley. Actually, that's that's a lie. I probably would have moved Alan Craig and let Hanley play first base, and Never, if he was one of the that, best
2: hitters in the league.
0: Screw <laughs> that thought. No, they still would have found a spot for Alan Craig somewhere else. They would they would have put Alan Craig in the outfield because he can do that too. Sure, we
2: can play left, yeah.
0: We probably wouldn't have to steal. There you go. Hanley would still be a thing, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so that that story gets me, and then other one too as well, just small and not Red Sox related. That Shane Victorino is playing for the Cubs. Um, can he bring a little bit of his Hawaiian flavor to win a championship with them?
2: If he can stay healthy and actually play in the majors, maybe.
0: There's that big if. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, no a, it's a very big <laughs> if.
0: it's a very big if. And I'm intrigued by it because he has the potential to do what he did for us here. Obviously it won't be as big of a role, but he has the potential to be that guy who could maybe pinch hit off the bench and spark, plug, and be that good guy for the in the locker room and those guys have played well with them, obviously Lester, Lackey and Ross who were former teammates, so I think, obviously, the big if, but if he can stay healthy and get stay consistently talented enough to play in the majors, it's, I think it's great small, sneaky signing there for at least veteran leadership anyway. He's great in the locker room.
2: Yeah, if definitely. If he can actually switch hit like and actually hit, he could be dangerous.
0: Yeah, he definitely could be dangerous. So uh, that's intriguing. Also, we saw, we were going to bring up the fact that Cespedes owns like a crap ton of cars, <laughs> but I just, I just thought that was funny. I don't really have to talk about it, but he really does own a lot of cars.
1: The Jeep's my favorite. Of course, it
0: is. <laughs> you love the Jeep.
1: I have to. Uh, it was a good looking Jeep. That's that's when he brought it to spring training.
0: Yeah, it, of course it was. Is uh, a Jeep? Speaking of Jeeps? Oh, it was
1: beautiful. It's
0: a nice Jeep. It was pretty nice.
1: Only one of two in the world like it.
0: It was decked out. It was, I'm sure you would have loved to get in there.
1: I'm going to buy it. Are yep, you? Yep, train them, Bruce.
0: For, for Dustin Bajroya's probably million dollar Jeep. Yep. Yeah, go for it.
1: I am. I will.
0: Oh, man all right let's let's move on to uh we wrapped up some last this week <laughs> some this week news we we, we went indeed well there are some good topics we had to touch on i think for last week, but um real quick, we can kind of and jess we don't need a full recap here
2: no, not, no, not no, I'm not gonna do season, that, <laughs>
0: but let's just touch on we had some games, which is exciting for us, because um, I think we're all done with the off season and we had some spring games, and we'll we'll, we'll just, just kind of quickly recap what happened for these games
2: yeah so well, I mean, obviously, the first game was the doubleheader against BC and Northeastern, and the Sox won both those games, 6-0 to 8-3. No surprise there.
0: Can I just tell I love those games? Because, sorry. Because I love, I have people, I know people who play on those teams. So it's kind of fun to watch them on TV.
2: Yeah, it was funny at work. People were like, oh, look, he's from Bellingham. Oh, he's from Framingham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the teams the I, I played baseball
0: with the kid who catches for Northeastern. Um, awesome. I play baseball with the kid who pitches on BC, as well as the kid who pitches on Northeastern.
2: They get to play against the Red Sox. That's cool. I know.
0: it's cool, and they, and the Red Sox are so good about it. Like they'll sign autographs for them, and like, it's
2: awesome. It's just funny because it's such a meaningless game for the Red Sox. It doesn't even count the spring training record for them. But, like, those yes.
0: <laughs> and they're already in the middle of their season too, so it's just kind of when they go down there as a tune-up. Like they're they already started. Like they've already been playing down yeah, there. Right. So it's kind of cool though.
2: Yeah, it's a cool thing. So those that was the first game. and then an actual uh, Grapefruit League action. The Red Sox went three and two in their first week this week. Um, not really any of stats from the games, but um, they lost seven to four to the Twins in the first game. Then they played the Twins the next day, beat them six to five. Then they beat the Rays seven to two, lost to the Yankees six to four, and then today beat the Orioles eight to seven. Tidbits: I know Travis Shaw's playing well, uh, and believe it or not, Hanley Ramirez is hitting well. He's actually like driving in runs and hit a couple doubles. See, the inning
0: is not what I'm worried about, though, Jeff. Well, it, the office, it, it should If he's I mean, healthy, I know he can hit. Well,
2: I know, but he changed his swing so much last year and had so much trouble hitting anything, period, once he stopped hitting four runs. Just seeing him hit doubles and, like, singles and keep his hands on the bat, that's, that's a big deal. <laughs>
0: it is a big deal. Um, I think the... And we'll we'll touch on this more, but I think his offense, his defense hasn't been terrible either. Yeah,
2: no, um, pretty
0: good. Is Probably the better, which we can touch on in a minute. But um, I think overall, though, the Red Sox didn't have a terrible week for spring training. I mean, it's spring training; like, no one cares really that much as long as the guys look good and they get their work in. Um, but uh, the biggest thing for me was the game today because all sucked and they still won.
2: Yeah, it was a good comeback. They were down uh, three to nothing in the first inning and clawed their way back slowly and ended up taking the lead and winning. They actually have eight to five and then gave up two runs in the in the last inning and still won 8-7. That was a fun game. But yeah, Buckles didn't, didn't do very well.
0: Did you watch the whole game?
2: I watched parts of the second and third inning, and I listened to a couple innings on the radio too.
0: I, so did you see him pitch is really my question. I
2: saw him pitch the last four batters of his last inning, and he just couldn't throw strikes. He was just all over so the place.
1: Typical question. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and I was just like, no, not yet. <laughs> Don't do this yet.
0: He didn't look good at all? Like, there was nothing good about it? No, there, I
1: mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't anything good about it, but when you're, like, just said the last few batters he faced, it was just like, ugh, like...
0: Here we go again. Yeah,
1: I'm just like, okay. It's like, it's only spring training. Like, I'm not going to put too much thought into it, but just given his track record, and like, oh, he's on pace to get hurt earlier this year. Okay, cool.
2: The only thing you got to remember with this stuff is that just, obviously, to keep it in check, because, for example, Rick Porcello pitched... And didn't pitch very well, but he was specifically trying out certain pitches and, like, kind of basically testing himself in, like, different ways. He wasn't even, like, yeah. throwing how he'd normally throw in a game because it was his first start. So you gotta think, like, a little bit of a trial period, too. And as they said in the radio, Clay Blockhouse doesn't pitch a game since July.
1: No, and, um, Jared, your, your baby boy, Xander, uh, had a nice little error at shortstop, and that caused for three runs to score, so.
0: It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's spring training. No one cares. Oh,
1: okay. It's spring training, but when it comes to
0: Lauren, it did, Lauren what, whatever, didn't happen. Well, it did
1: because it scored three runs off his error.
0: Right. It did we cut lose? It opened the
1: door for the three runs. I shouldn't. Did we lose? It it got the the scoring started. So.
0: <laughs> did we lose?
1: No, we didn't. But it wasn't because. But it doesn't matter. That does
0: It's okay. My blinders are on, Lauren. My blinders, my blinders are on until opening day.
2: But the point of that is all our blinders should be on for all the spring training because it does not matter. It doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it does not matter. It's not indicative of what's going to happen at all. Well, that's what I'm afraid of because if Hanley's playing well, <laughs> then what happens when the season starts? We had Mike Napoli last year. He was killing it in spring training, and then the season started, and he couldn't hit anything. Yeah. He had, like, four home runs in spring training. <laughs> he had, <laughs> like, spring one in the first, like, two months. So, really, you just can't put much stock into it. Fun to talk about and fun to speculate on, but just not just not realistic.
0: Yeah, okay. So the whole week, it's, fun. it's more, this is more fun for us just to kind of see some baseball on TV, get a sense of what's going on. It's nice to watch some of the young kids just to kind of get, because we hear all these names, but we never really get to see them. So it's kind of nice if you're really a baseball fan like we are, we get to see some of these young kids play. That's why I like going out of spring training. I used to go every year. I, don't, I haven't gone because my life's been crazy, but um It's nice to go down there. I'll watch all. I'll sit and watch all nine innings. Like people leave early at those games just because the guys aren't playing. But like I'll stay through the ninth inning with my grandfather and just watch because I don't even care. Give me another beer and let me and we do the score. Me and my grandfather and it's phenomenal because I care and it's fun to watch and that's kind of what spring training is for. It's not really like caring about who wins. It's more or less just getting a sense of what the young guys can do and the old and the vets just getting their work in.
2: I know it's funny. Like I'm sitting there and on my phone I get a alert of like. Oh, somebody scored a run for the other team, and Sox are down three to one. I'm like, oh man! I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. (laughs) I like just for a second, I get sad, and then I'm like, hold on, (laughs) rethink. You get get, like
0: subtly depressed. You get like that's how most people are. Like Patriots preseason, you'll see the you'll see the start of it, and go, oh, they're losing in the second quarter. Oh wait, doesn't really care. Jimmy Garoppolo's probably nobody's playing. Doesn't matter. Exactly. So, um, but it's nice to see the games on TV for sure.
2: Um, I'm gonna jump right to
0: it. It's uh, it's uh, it was I haven't really watched the Nesson game yet. I just literally haven't any time. Is it weird? It must be weird.
2: It's not weird because I'm so used to hear him on the radio. It's just like oh, Dave O'Brien. Yeah. I think it's more, it's a little strange it, hearing him with Jerry though. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's weird is that if you hear him talking and then Jerry falls up and it's like whoa.
1: Yeah, it's weird because they don't obviously they have good chemistry, but not what Jerry and uh and Don had. Oh, the, the
0: pizza, pizza, oh the
1: pizza. And, oh, we can make, take a watch me. on memory lane all day, but
0: me every time. it's
1: it's fun because, like Jess said, I was used to hearing him on the radio with Joe as as well. And at first, it almost sounded like Dawn. I don't know if it's just because I was so used to hearing him for the last 12 years or, or what it was, but I was like, whoa, oh, nope, that's just Dave. But it, I'm surprised it's not too weird. Maybe it'll be weirder during regular season, but I, I,
2: I, I, like I don't it. think it will be. No,
0: I think by then, people – I think some people will be weird at first because if you don't watch the spring training games, right. then people will go, oh, right, this is really weird. Like, the people who don't care as much to watch a spring training game, but – which is a lot of people. But, like, for us, I think a lot of us – well, the thing is also, too, not a lot of people listen to Radio game, Red Sox baseball games unless you're a baseball fan. So, like, a lot of people, they're going to go, either, who is this guy, yeah. or this sounds really weird. For us, we, we listen to enough games on the road. That we're used to hearing his voice.
2: Thing is, though, he he does so many national games and so much extra stuff too that a lot of people do know who he is, even from that. True. From extra stuff. So I, just, I mean, I don't. This is the thing. Like I, I am more okay with it. But uh, what I always said in our Don Arsolo, uh sadness is that we're getting a fantastic announcer who's really. I mean, he he's just as good as as Don. He's an oh, look, announcer. honestly,
0: I and I said this before. He might be better. Yeah,
2: he like, might be God. better.
0: <laughs> like, as much as i loved on Arcello, and the reason why I was so upset with that, we don't have to go down it again, but, like, is because he was so good with Jerry.
2: Right.
0: And he's been doing it for so long, and there was no reason to fire him. But, like, if you're going to change, they kind of, I want to say, I think they took a step up. Yeah. So, but it, it's definitely intriguing. Um, let's jump. I really want to just get this out of the way, because I hate talking about him, but he comes up every single stupid show. We're going to talk about Hanley, and we're going to get it over with. It's like ripping a bandaid off. We're just going to do it. Um, Jess, you said he didn't look too bad, which he hasn't He's been hitting the ball pretty well Which I'm not surprised by Because if he's actually healthy, which it looks like he is He's going hit, to hit the ball well Um, It's the defense that hasn't looked that bad, guys And it really it, it shocks me I know it's casual But he's been catching the ball at first base Golf clap for him He's been getting the right foot to the bag Golf clap for him And he hasn't really had any many issues Which is shocking And, and that was his first game when I When I thought he was doing okay
1: yeah, he's been he's been fun to watch at first and um,
0: fun's a strong word. Come on
1: I think it's fun <laughs> because he's making it fun, and you know we get to see him. Just, I feel obviously he's going to be more comfortable just from playing the infield, and obviously first is a tougher position, one of tougher infield positions. Um, but I think he's handling it well, and it it surprised me because obviously we all thought he was just going to be horrible if he couldn't play left field. Why can't he play? Why can't he play first? Um, but it's been refreshing to see that he can pick balls out of the dirt, he can reach for balls, he's just I think he's really gonna gonna put it all into playing first.
2: Yeah, I'm really feeling I'm definitely feeling better about it and obviously one of the perks of working at C S N is we're sitting there watching his practice with Brian Butterfield and Butterfield's throwing him. A- Dirt ball after dirt ball from really like ten feet away, and Hanley picked every single one of them, and he looked good. Like he he looked like he was enjoying it. He he had very very good glove at first base, and ones that were hit for, hit to him too, when he was standing at first, he picked those two. So I mean, he looked good, and I I mean, I feel like I feel like the reason is, is he's really getting motivated. Butterfield's really really in his ear and making him play well, and Dustin Pedroia is just all over him. He wants him to do so well, and he wants to work well with him because obviously the way Hanley plays is going to affect the way Dustin plays. And if Dustin yep. feels that he can make a, a long throw off balance and Hanley can get it, he's going to feel more comfortable doing that, and it's just going to make everyone better. So I think I think knowing how much he's going to affect everyone else in the infield, and how much everyone wants him to do well, I think it's actually going to make him play well.
0: Have you guys seen, speaking of Dustin Pedroia, the the video, I think it was P.A. who put it up, it was just like a, a video of them practicing, and literally it was, Pedroia was through the ball, and Hanley like kind of wasn't really paying attention, and he was like, you got to pay attention, I'm going to take your face off if you don't <laughs> like, and he was just like, it was absolutely hilarious, and it was so why I love Dustin Pedroia. He doesn't care who's over there. If he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's going to yell at him. And that's exactly what it was. He wasn't paying attention, and he was kind of casually going to the bag, and he Pedro threw it because he had it. And he was like, "Pay attention over there. I'm going to take your face off. You better be ready. I'm throwing it right at your face." Like, and it was just the best thing ever. It was great. That's
2: great, and that's why I feel like he's going to play well because Pedro's going to force him. He's going to make. He's going to force him to play well. He's going to say, "You better play well or else," because I'm not having this in my infield. Yeah. Because Dustin yep, but, can only do but so much when handling some left field he's not he's not in the same part of the field as him but if he's in the same part of the field as him I don't care who you are he's gonna make you be good
1: yep and that's what that's what he needs that's he needs the like the coaches there for him the players there for him and he doesn't need like coddling and babying he needs that tough love and like listen like like said I'm gonna hit the ball at you and if you if you miss your face is gonna get taken off
0: yeah yeah I, I <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy that, like, I, you probably couldn't pick a better guy to be at second base next to Hanley Ramirez learning how to play first. It's just great. Um, and we were, all kind of, so, we were
2: all kind of wondering, too, because, like, how is he going to do? Is he going to be terrible at first? And we assumed he was going to be, but just seeing now and having visual evidence of how Pedroia is with him makes me feel a hundred times better about it.
0: Yeah, and look, he's going to make mistakes. We're not all stupid. Like, we know Hanley's going to make mistakes. It just doesn't end... Him playing well in the last week doesn't end, like, him... The, ban- the bashing, it's going to keep going until um, he really proves it and does it on a consistent basis. But it's a good start, which is half the battle. Um, it doesn't look terrible. So I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I still am, I'm still, still not on the Hanley trade just because I don't care what he does. He's still terrible for the clubhouse. So I just, I just think overall he'd be better off not being here. But if we're stuck with him, I'd rather him play well. Obviously, we've already said that a million times. So I'm okay that him... I'm not going to be happy with him sucking, so he might as well be playing well. Which, he's looking okay. And it's nice to see. Um, I will say, hasn't looked too hot over there at third. It's been a meh, kind of spring training for him. But again, my blinders are on, so it doesn't really matter. Um, one thing that um, I'm excited about is Christian Vasquez is going to make his spring debut on Tuesday. Um, what... Can, what do you guys expect to see from him? I mean, obviously, he's not going to play long, but like, just what do you expect? Um, is he going to be comfortable? Is he going to hit well? Like, what, what can I expect when I turn on the TV and see my boy Christian Vasquez catching for I think David Price?
1: Um, I hope you see everything that you want. Uh, obviously, like I said, he's not going to play long. Um, he's coming off Tommy John surgery a year, so he'll be a year removed from it. Um, I think. I think he's going to do well. He seems very confident. He seems like he's ready to go. Um, His swing looks good, and he just looks like he belongs behind the plate. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat, so hopefully that's how it transitions, and hopefully his arm is as close to 100% as it can be for a year after Tommy John surgery.
2: Yeah, I don't know where where we're going to get from him specifically, at least at this point, but I do. it is interesting, though, because on the game today, uh, Joe and Tim were talking about how it's basically assumed that he's going to start in AAA and work his way up. And that's kind of what, what all the, the team's saying and the coaching staff and everyone is kind of assuming. But then like Joe was like, but then what if he comes in here in spring training and he's, his arm looks great and he's throwing everyone out that everyone's going to be like, oh, let's play this guy. And he was like, yeah, like he's going to, he's going to change people's minds if, if he does that. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if he changes coaches' minds around and, and tries to slip in before they're expecting him to.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping, I, I'm leaning towards that happening, because I think he's taken a lot of time with his rehab, and I wouldn't be shocked if he starts there, just because obviously we know we have um, Hannigan there as well, so I think that was them expecting to see Christian Vasquez, but like, what do they do, and my thought is this, like, what do they do with Hannigan if Vasquez proves he's fine? They just let him go? Is he under contract?
2: I'm not sure about his contract, but yeah, it would be, it would be weird if we have Vasquez and Swihart, and Vasquez is good and then, like, you don't really want to carry three catchers, do you?
0: But you're not going to put Swihart back in the minors at this point. Right. Like,
2: but then you got to so, make sure you got to trust Vasquez and he's not going to get hurt again. So, I don't know, it's a weird situation. It's
0: a very weird situation. I'm curious of how it all kind of works itself out. Um, don't get me wrong. Having two great catchers is a great problem now, if not three. Um, so I, I think that I, I'm hoping, 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 hoping that he comes back into his old self because he has a gun for an arm. And he is, I, I think, I'm still on the fast guest train, but um, we'll kind of see where that one goes. He did catch David Price um, in a simulated game, and apparently I know he didn't do much, but he said he didn't have any pain when he was throwing the ball around a little bit, um, which is good. And then on the upside, he was shocked. How I mean, not shocked, but he was wowed how good David Price looked. So that's even better. Because we know David Price is looking good. Um, he pitched. David Price pitched a simulated game Saturday. Yeah, yesterday.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Right. Yesterday. Um, and he was good. Apparently, they said he was locked in. Um, he was painting the corner. Vasquez said with his two seamer and his cutter. So, I I think I th- guys, I'm not worried about David Price at all.
2: Well, yeah, it's a great sign that he's already so excited to pitch. And even though it's the first week of March, he's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, important.
1: It's great to see that especially so early and it just makes it more exciting and for opening day and just to see what he's got and to actually see him in big league or big league action, but game action and just I'm just so excited and I'm just pumped that he did that he did well.
0: Yeah, he um, there's a quote here um, in that article that we kind of referencing um, on MLB, on the Red Sox website, and his quote, Price said, it's just, yeah, I definitely have a lot of passion for what I do. I definitely love what I do. The best part about this is every time I step out of the mound, whether it's in front of fans or not in an empty stadium, I want to go out there and get after people, and I want to throw the ball the way I'm capable of throwing. He was throwing in an empty stadium. Remember that. His simulated game was in the middle of JetBlue Park, and he was there by himself practically. Like, there was nobody there watching. Except for some members of the staff, and he was in full uniform out there hurling like he was pitching in October. Good. That and he and, and he was successful with it, and he was and, he, and Vasquez even said he was humming the ball and he was hitting his spots. And like, I'm intrigued to see what he does when he gets on the mound because if you're working like that, then you he might say he's working the same, but you know there's a little extra drive when you're actually in front of people. So over the top, if he's pitching that well simulated, he's gonna. I'm I'm not worried about him at all.
2: That's why he's the ace.
0: And it's not so nice having that feeling, right? Like last year we were so antsy every time someone got on the mound. Like this year we have someone that we can actually just like not care about. or not no, we care about him, but not worry about him when he gets on the mound.
2: It's the confidence thing. Nobody last year like had the confidence like this guy's going to go pitch well for us, which is what Lester had obviously, which is why he was the ace, which is why him and Price are similar because they go out there, they're confident that they're going to be the best pitcher of the day, better than the opponent. And last year we just didn't have that. Yeah, it's also why he's getting paid a crap ton of money. Yep, yep.
1: And it'll definitely be nice just to to have confidence in our ace and actually have an ace and not have to question like, oh, uh, who who's going to be like, who who is our ace when we we have one right now? So I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking he's supposed to start this week, right? Like for real.
2: Yeah, on Thursday. It's Thursday. We to make it start on Thursday. Yeah.
0: Good. Okay. Well, then good because I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Um, but he's definitely been, he pitched well in a simulated game. He's been coming and getting his work in, which is huge. Obviously, I'm not really worried about him. He's been, he's been in the league so long that He knows his routine, knows how to get himself up for the game. So I'm really not worried about it. Um, but it's a good sign that he's so locked in so early, and that Vasquez is being able to, and I'm pumped to let Vasquez work with him. Because I just think that relationship's going to be huge. Um, even if it's not now, come later in the year, I think that's going to be a huge relationship that they're going to have to build. So I'm, I'm actually, I, as much as I know that he was only there because he wasn't playing, I'm pumped that it actually ended up being Vasquez who started his work early with him.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and it, you know, they need to develop a relationship. You know, they're, that's, that's going to be, his, most likely it's going to be his catcher. And that's a very important relationship because then you can, get on the same page about what to call when you're in a 3-2 situation with bases loaded, a one-out runner on third. It's just, they need to develop that relationship, and it's a good time to start now.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So it's nice to see. um, One thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm curious about this. um, Yeah, I want to get to Pablo Sandoval in a second, but quickly. David Murphy, coming back to the Red Sox, do you think he even breaks camp?
1: Eesh.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't.
0: Like, why is he even here?
2: I know it's a weird signing. It's like it's like yes, he's coming back to where he started because obviously he started with the Red Sox. But we already have our outfield set, and we have Chris Young. Where is he fitting? I
1: know it's it- weird signing by by all means, and I don't know. I don't see where he fits into this rotation, and I I don't. I don't know. I just. He's 34, or 35 years old, and I just I don't see him fitting at all into this.
0: See, part, part of me thinks that it, it might have been like they had some talks before, and then he might have asked, like, hey, can I come on for the spring just to maybe showcase myself a little bit Um, to so maybe for other teams because he's 34, so not a lot of teams know what he, what he has left. But if he comes in and plays a decent amount and has a decent spring and say the Red Sox don't keep him, that makes it a little more valuable for some other team to pick him up as a fourth option for their outfield and let him play a little longer. So part of me thinks that's probably the most realistic situation. But is this more Ruzney Castillo insurance?
2: That's true. I mean, we've been given no reason that he can stay healthy or be in. I mean, he had the flu again, uh, a couple, like a week mm-hmm. ago, and kind of got a late start in spring training, so he missed the first couple games. He's never he's never been consistently there at all, and hasn't even played that well when he has been there. So it may be insurance for him, but then then again, you have Chris Young. So I guess that turns into if you take Castillo out of the mix and have Young play against lefties, then I guess you have Murphy against righties. So I guess best case scenario, he plays occasionally.
0: He (laughs) blows yeah. But I think for him at this point in his career, I think he's okay with that. Maybe. Like I think at 34, he's not going to, I mean, what good team is he going to start on, you know? So like his time, his time to win a championship was when Texas Choked, um, and he didn't, and they didn't win. So I, I think for me, I'm leaning towards it's kind of both ways. I think he when he was talked to them, I think, hey, worst case, worst case scenario, guys, if if this doesn't pan out and you want to go at Brusnay, at least give me a chance to play and maybe showcase for another team. I think that's more of where how we got in here. Um, but don't get me wrong, I think the Red Sox haven't. I have a thought of, okay, well, if Brusnay if really craps out here. We need someone as a fourth option. option. And I don't think David Murphy's a terrible fourth option. I don't think he can play every day anymore, but I, I think he can still handle playing every once in a while.
1: I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely intriguing, for sure. Um, let's move on to the Pablo Sandoval news, coming from the Boston Globe, because, again, his weight is apparently the biggest thing in the world. Uh, pun intended. And Pablo Sandoval apparently worked out 12 hours a day, six days a week during the offseason. They did yoga, too. Like, guys, do you believe that? Look at him.
2: I mean, I believe it because that's what they said. I mean, it's it's all detailed here uh, in the article. I'll read it. He, he set his alarm for 4:30 a.m. Monday through Saturday. He ran from 5 to 7:30 a.m. Then he had a hitting session, which emphasized his right hand is hitting, starting in mid-November because he's trying to switch hit again. And then from that was from uh, 8 to 9 or 9:30. Then he did yoga at 11 a.m. Then he rested a bit, and then he lifted from 3 to 5. So, by the time it was all said and done, he was working out for most of the time between five and five, and he did this six days a week. Yeah, you don't see it in his body, but his conditioning has to be better, isn't it? is not you know
0: what scares You know what scares me? If that is true, what would he look like if he didn't do it?
2: Maybe the same. I don't know. He's always looked like this. So that's the thing.
1: I know. It's, we were talking about how he doesn't really look all that different, and... The thing is with yoga and and lifting it doesn't make you lose weight it it makes you gain muscle and with muscle yes. with more weight so and obviously running will will make you lose weight, but it has to be consistent. you can't just do like if you're doing cardio and you're lifting it's gonna cancel it out and you're gonna gain more than you lose um so as long as he stays healthy and he made two great plays today um or a few days ago so I'm okay with what I've seen so far if he can just keep up the good work, keep up the yoga because it's great for, uh, it's great for everything. The flexibility.
0: Yoga's, yoga's
1: great. Yoga's intense. I did it once and never again. But, my my brother really
2: changed his flexibility doing yoga. He was the most inflexible kid I've ever seen in my entire life and then he did yoga and now he can move his legs in ways that I, Never would have expected him to be able to because he always laughed at me as when we were growing up because I was really flexible and he wasn't. And then all of a sudden he did yoga and he was flexible. I was like, wow, the heck. And it was all yoga.
1: Yeah, it really does, it does really help with your, uh, with your flexibility. It's, it's insane
2: yeah you yeah incredibly inflexible it's still it still makes a difference <laughs>
0: um and it's just good for your body. it's just kind of relaxing and I mean, I've done it a few times, and it definitely helps uh, in that sense, it does relax you, it's good, and I think it's nice too the way he did it if uh, um the way it was reported, he kind of used yoga to break up his stressful parts of his day, right so I think that's kind of a nice way to do it um look you guys know I'm a pretty big Pablo Sandoval advocate in terms of giving him second chance, so I'm not here to pound on his weight. I'm not here to do that because look, he's one fat. He's one three rings fat, and apparently, if it's true, he has an dis- eating disorder on top of all of it. So, God bless him. Hopefully, he plays well in the field, and then we don't have to worry about this because if he plays well this year, all this goes away.
2: Here's what I'll say: We got to hope that really what you want this to be is a Jared Sollinger situation, to put it in basketball terms. Sull- oh yeah, Sull- good was big, and he was wh- he was kind of wasting away at the end of games because he just kind of ran out of gas because he was too heavy and had bad conditioning. So he came back, he worked out hard in the offseason, people thought he lost weight. He came back this year, looks pretty much exactly the same, but as the season's gone on, watching his play, he's played great, he's had better conditioning, he's played longer, and he's stayed in good shape. So even though he still looks the same, he's a much better player. Maybe we can expect the same thing out of Sandoval. It's kind of the path that it's going on.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And look, and to, the, to the basketball reference, if you're watching the Celtics, it's Jared Selinger knows how to work with the booty. Um, exactly. And he, and, he does, and he uses it to his advantage, like you said. So, again, I'm the biggest advocate of, uh, of him. I, I'm all for it. I know he's one big. In San Francisco, he's never small by any means. It's not like he gained weight when he came over here. We all knew. That's why he was called the Panda. Like, he was always been big. So it's just a matter of now people are using it as a way to blame him for why he's playing so poorly. I still I'm still banking on the fact that it's just a switch to the AL and a switch to a different a tougher division.
2: He's gonna come out here and prove everyone wrong.
0: Exactly. I think he's gonna have a good year. Um, I think he's gonna be fine. I think him going back to right hand hitting is huge because that's why he was such a great hitter in the. I think that's why he was so good in the first place because he could switch hit. Um, and him not doing it last year is kind of is tough and. I think him trying to do it again this year is huge, so I'm intrigued to see how that does and how that plays out. And also, if he does slack a little bit with it, if he's able to stick with it and not go back to just hitting lefty again.
2: Yeah, I think that will be important to, to actually continue doing that even if he struggles. Because he, he gave it up pretty quickly last year. He didn't last long It did
0: It didn't take long. It was like May. It was
2: like 40 at bats That's not much.
0: Yeah. It was not a lot, and, and, and look, I get that, but he, he needs to stick with it. If he starts, if he's not doing well through like August, or like July, maybe, but like, let's give it some time here, Pablo. Okay, good, thanks. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm definitely intrigued to see where that goes. Um, we got we have plenty to talk about this week. We recap last week's show, so that didn't happen actually. So a lot of people, didn't happen, so we wanted to make sure we got that in. Um, we also talked a lot about this week, uh, John Jonathan Hanley, David Price, we, some, we, we quickly touched on baseball games, actual baseball games, that was nice. Um, all of it, the entire show, of course, was brought to you by Casper, um, an online retailer of premium matches for a fraction of the price, because... Everyone in there has a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and entering the promo code uh, Celtics as well, and you're able to get that off. And, of course, last week's non-show and this week's was all brought to you by Casper. Um, and so, yeah, so we had a good show. Um, you two knuckleheads did a good job last week. Unfortunately, again, we couldn't hear about it. Um, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook pages, of course, Red Sox Beat Podcast. Tumblr, um, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes this is the biggest thing I can ask you guys to do. I do it every week, and I mean it. It's huge for us, um, as well as, of course, checking us out on Stitcher. Um, Jess, anything big coming up for the uh, written coverage?
2: Um, just getting into the, into the season, really. I mean, we'll... Start recapping games when, when they matter and, uh, just anything that, that happens in the near future, but we're just wrapping up our, uh, player to watch series. Uh, Jared's gonna conclude it tonight with, uh, with Xander Bogarts, and then we'll have every member of the team's, uh, written coverage coming up. I would say one thing to watch out for would be, uh, one of our writers, uh, Nathan EO, is going to spring training next week, and he's gonna get some good pictures, and maybe we'll have him write a couple articles accompanying the pictures that he took. That'll be a cool little, cool little spring training touch.
0: Should we try to get him into the clubhouse? Should we try that?
2: I haven't talked about that. I don't know if he'd be able to do that. It's just a fan. I'm probably not.
0: you steal stealing us. We're trying to work <laughs> um, But, yeah, so good stuff coming with the written coverage. Um, if you're listening to later in the week, hope you enjoyed my piece on Xander. Um, and if not, hopefully you enjoy it. So, um, plenty to talk about next week. We'll be back next week. Um, TBT, if I'm going to be here or not. Who knows? We'll see. I have to go to Albany for the weekend. Yay. Um, Other than that, it was a good show. We'll be back next week. Of course, you're listening to Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio.